He's the bear. And he's the bird. We're live with uh, uh, Pat from Driveways. Sorry, Pat. Straight away, I was joking. <laughs> Classic. Well, if you want to just tell everyone a little bit about yourself um, and what you do. Of course, guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm Pat. Um, I'm the uh, guitarist and uh, I do vocals uh, for the band Driveways. Amazing. Thank you very much for joining us here this evening. And uh, you've joined us, obviously, it's sort of what, four in the afternoon for you at the moment or half past four? Yeah, just about 3.30 oh, here. So. There you go. Nice. So, yeah, thank you very much for joining us all the way from the US. Obviously, it's a little bit later here in the UK. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, how how, how, how have you been getting on? How are you and the boys been getting on in the band? I can't complain. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. And I uh, can't complain. Everything's been going pretty pretty good over here we we just put out um our most recent album october forever um on the day before halloween uh last year and since then just pretty much been laying low a little bit like put a lot of work into the record so definitely i've uh, been kind of on taking a little i don't want to say a break but a little um a little less productive than usual but just recently we've uh, been talking about dropping some new merch and figuring out uh restocking some vinyls and uh, getting back in the studio soon to do some acoustic songs. So, oh, nice. A little bit of a break over the holidays, but back to getting busy just about now. <laughs> That's sick, dude. Well, I love the album. Um, and I like the way that um, the songs seem to call back to each other. So, like, the whole album is like one piece. It's not just song, 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 song. They all seem to tie in together. And, like, especially some of the songs, like, have the same hooks don't they so it's like nostalgic through the album it's like oh i remember that bit from an earlier song and you kind of catch the, the hook even though it's the first time you're listening to it thank you man yeah that was uh before the the stream started here i know you guys were talking about you know do, being productive over quarantine uh with the company you guys have and it was the same for us with music so a lot of time during quarantine trying to make the album cohesive and things like that so didn't have much to do around the house besides write a bunch of songs that connected to each other. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, dude. Nice. Did you guys find that that maybe helped your writing process in a way because you had so much free time to sort of listen over things and sort of analyze things as you went along? Yeah, I think so. I think like um like with all of our releases, like we've always done like um I've always tried to put like a lyric that's kind of like uh what's I don't know the word for it, like a repetitive lyric that's in every uh song, kind of like a callback or something like that, and uh. With this one, absolutely, like quarantine hit, I'm a teacher, and in the spring, we were all remote, and I I didn't have a lot going on. I had a lot of spare time during the week, so I, I think it did help because it gave me a lot more time to uh, demo stuff over on my end and send it over to Ryan and Derek, um, our bassist and drummer, and definitely just more free time during like usual work hours than I would ever have, you know what I mean? So I think it definitely helped a little bit. Yeah, it's just the one that obviously sticks out. Like, as soon as you say October Forever, it's, I don't know if I can hold it together. <laughs> you know, do you know what I mean? It's just straight away, like, that whole bit. It's, it's, it's a really nice flow, man, and the callbacks work really well. Thank you, guys. Happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, um, when did you guys form, and uh, did you know each other prior, or were you in any previous bands? Yeah, so we... Um... We, I always get the date wrong. We started in 2016, uh, Driveway started, and uh, Ryan and I, our drummer, 
we've been friends for a long time, probably since like senior year, junior year of high school or something. And um, we had done a couple of projects together before that didn't really go anywhere. Uh, like we would record and we, we had like three different projects where we would record music and put it out, but then never really do anything with it, you know? And um, Derek, our bassist, and Ryan played in some bands around here. Like I live on the North Shore of Boston. We're, we're all from a town called Saugus. And um, they were part of like a music scene that was around here a little bit more when we were younger. Um, I kind of wasn't. I just played acoustic guitar in my basement like a loser. <laughs> so I really did. But but yeah, well, like me and Ryan started making music. And then we I forget exactly the what the conversation was like, but we were both with Derek, um, our bassist. And then I think we just had a conversation one day. We like we're getting coffee together and we're like, do you want to play bass? And he was like, yeah. And uh, as soon as we kind of all three of us got together, I don't know what it was, but we kind of took everything a little more seriously and um, became like an actual band. I think that was the the spring of 2016. Nice. So you guys have been going for a little while now. And I guess like, have you found it more difficult uh, during the past year to sort of uh, write music and get something together? Have you, because some of the people we've spoken to, if they've sort of found it, maybe a little bit easier in a way because they've had more time and because they've been able to demo stuff separately and then more concentrate on the writing process. Yeah. Um, Have you been sending each other stuff like, um, over the internet and scheduling calls together for songwriting basically? You got, you pretty much hit the nail on the head, Liam. Like uh, it's pretty much what you said. Like it, there are, there's good and bad to it. Like usually when we, when we write songs, like, you know, I'll, I'll make a demo and I'll send it over to Ryan and Derek and like, it'll just be me and an acoustic guitar or sometimes I'll mess around with some different stuff. But usually in the past, we'll get together, we'll get into a room. Um, we'll, we'll structure everything. We'll work out everything and kind of like finalize the songs together. But so this time you're right. Like it was awesome having all the extra time uh, to kind of focus on the writing and things like that. But uh, Derek has a family, he has a daughter. And so he took quarantine, uh, you know, understandably pretty serious at one point. And uh, so we couldn't meet up with Derek and then, it was a, like you said, it was a lot of like phone conversations and emails back and forth and things like that. So it was like, I, don't, I guess it wasn't more difficult, but we definitely had to like adjust everything a little. Like we, it was a little frustrating not being able to like get in a room together and work through everything. But when it came closer to record, um, we were able to sit down with our producer um, and kind of work through everything that way. But we definitely had to adjust like a lot of phone calls, a lot of emails and things like that for sure. Yeah. Nice. So it sort of helps in one way, but when it actually came down to putting it all together and putting it out into the world, that was the difficult part, sort of getting yourselves back into the swing of things and sort of being tight and when you're all playing together, is that? That's 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 pretty spot on. Yeah, yeah that's pretty much yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, we found a lot of people have had the same sort of issues, man. It's, I, it's, Yeah, it's been a tough year, but things are looking good. So have you guys got any shows or anything planned or are you just sort of playing things by ear and seeing how it goes? Uh, it's 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 frustrating man like to be honest um we had like we had a plan to try to do like a live stream kind of show uh a little bit earlier this year and we thought it through when we had met up and talked about a set list and we had talked with our uh with our producer about recording it um but it kind of fell through and and we, we just weren't sure how good we could how well we could pull it off and um we also wanted to get back into the studio just like i mentioned we're working on like a little acoustic ep right now so that was something that we were going to do. But then I have to be honest, we just kind of bailed on it because uh, we were trying to logistically figure it out. And, you know, being an unsigned band and not having 
you know, crazy resources to go do a bunch of different things. Like it's kind of hard to swing a live stream that sounds good, you know? So, yeah. um, I kind of just gave up on it. <laughs> I can't believe you guys are unsigned. It's unreal. Somebody needs to pick you up. They're missing a trick. <laughs> missing a trick. We, we had Dave on the, um, Dave Sandridge on the podcast from Pennsylvania. Um, do you know Dave? I don't know. I'm definitely going to link you guys up, but, um, he's a promotions guy. Uh, he runs this oh, okay. and that sort of thing and uh known him for a few years but I, I think he could probably help you guys out um and another way that we can help you out is if we play a song i think yeah. we should uh into the song. <laughs> let's, let's let everyone know what you guys sound like cool so i'll tell you what we'll go for drop dead first and then we'll reconvene after the song so everybody this is drop dead by driveways enjoy the song enjoy the video we'll be back in a couple of minutes
drop dead. What a jam. Absolutely. <laughs> so who's that it. about? <laughs> Definitely no one in particular. Just uh <laughs> just a, you know, just a song about like being frustrated in general with with a whatever a million different situations. But uh yeah. not one person in particular for sure. That'd be harsh if it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and um, I think your hooks are mad catchy. Um, obviously, the, the one the one in that that just obviously was stuck in my head. I hope you fucking drop dead. Right, that <laughs> section. But um, you said you were a teacher. Do do you do the kids you teach listen to driveways or know that you're in a band? I honestly never ever promote it. I never once like sometimes my students find out. Um, and they're usually pretty cool about it. And I, I really try to like separate those two things as much as I, as I possibly can. Cause it's just kind of weird. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Or for me anyway, I don't know. Like some crazy, super like uh, outgoing kind of person that would want to put that out there to like, you know, my, my students at work, but every once in a while, of course, living in the world that we live in with the internet, they do find out, but for the most part, they're pretty, every once in a while, a kid will, will play it on Spotify during class and I'll have to be like, all right, like, yeah exactly what, what are you supposed to say but i always tell him that it's my i have a twin brother and it's my brother's band and um it's worked like i think a couple of people have believed it not most people are like no you don't but i don't know not not my favorite thing but i when they do find out it's not the worst they're just usually pretty funny about it and that's all yeah yeah dude. what what age group do you teach uh, i teach high school so i teach uh freshmen and sophomores yeah, oh, man, I, I mean, to be honest, that's that's the right sort of demographic. That's like coming into the beginning sort of demographic. You know, the bottom of the age range. It would be pretty mad if they were wearing a driveways tee or something walking around school. You know what I'm saying? Oh, there's been a few. There's definitely been a few. Yeah. <laughs> Sick, dude. Instead of doing a that's bake cool. sale, you should just do like an, an EP sale or something to raise some money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you should have CDs in the desk, leaflets in there. You should have a drawer for merch, man. It's a new kind of fundraiser right there. I'll have to think about that. <laughs> yeah, that's sick, dude. That's sick. So um, obviously you guys have an electronic sound, but largely a pop punk sound. So who are your idols? Uh, who would you be listening to in your own time and who inspires your music? I think it's like, it's, it's a bunch of different people. I know like for, for I, I can speak for Ryan and Derek, they're not here, but I know they would say the same thing. And I, I bet you guys have a similar answer. Like when I was younger, I used to listen to Blink-182, Sum 41, Newfound Glory. You know what I mean? A little bit later, like Taking Back Sunday and, and The Used and Thursday and a bunch of other bands. <laughs> Maybe um, just like, Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Talking talk my language of those bands, man. And I, I, I feel like you know, so many people in our demographic or age group or whatever talk about Blink, but you know, I, I probably would have never picked up a guitar in my life if it wasn't for Blink. Um, so, but recently, you know, a little bit of everything, like heavier music. I love uh, Counterparts. Um, oh fuck yes, Toronto, um, Ontario. Sorry, yeah, dude. I fucking love Counterparts so much. <laughs> that, band, that band is insane. I listen to them so much. Um, I love, uh, I really I really like a lot of like the, I don't know the word for it, like emo rap kit. Mm. Like a lot of these these new artists, like Nothing Nowhere is incredible. Um, Nothing Nowhere is so good. Um, and inspiring my new project, um, CRD, you know, just under my own name. I love Nothing Nowhere. That's sick. Yeah, he's dude, he's crazy talented. And then, you know, just a little bit of everything. I, I like a lot of smaller bands too. I've been, 
been really into this band lately. Um, geez, I'm forgetting their name now. That's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come back to that. I don't know why that just slipped out of my memory, but uh, all kind of I like tiny moving pots and nice. just a little oh, bit yeah, of everything. Man. Midwest yeah. emo. I love that shit. Yeah. 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 Yes, dude. Um, yeah, definitely, de- definitely on our level, dude. This is this is good. Yeah. <laughs> We love that I feel like you, yeah, just a little bit. I feel like you guys might be the same, just a little bit of everything. But when I was younger, for sure, like Blink, you know, Taking Back Sunday, Newfound Glory, like all the staples. Oh, dude, that classic sort yeah. of pop punk sound when it first started bursting through the seams. Oh, nothing yeah. beats it. Tra- trampoline punk. Yeah, man. Everyone on the trampolines. My friends over you. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> that's a great name for the genre. I don't know if that's if that's a thing or you just made it up, but I love, I love, the, sound, <laughs> I love the sound of it. <laughs> Oh, dude, yeah, that was th- those are good times, man. I remember, like, you know, what's funny. I, I um was reading something the other day, and my friend's a teacher, and he was saying uh, some of the kids in his school were saying, "Oh, man, we should listen to some classic rock." Like, have you got any classic rock? Uh, he said, "It's my friend's name." And he's like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, I can play something like what, some Led Zeppelin or like some Queen or something." And they were like, "No, no, like Blink One Eight Two or Sum Forty One." Oh my god! Like, <laughs> <laughs> when did we get old so quick yeah. when did that happen <laughs> it's i feel like there's been more and more things like that for me recently too just realizing how old i am like it's insane <laughs> yeah man and, and how old some of the bands we listen to have suddenly become like uh some 41 look very different now like, i know <laughs> i know and it's it's crazy too like i'll listen to like i don't like i'll put it out there i'm 30 i just turned 30 uh, a couple weeks ago but um like I'll listen to some bands and I'll be like, man, these kids are like significantly younger than me and I love their music. And that's like weird to me for some reason. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think the name of the band I was trying to think of earlier was Arms Length. Um, it's like this smaller band, but I just heard them on Spotify. But even like, uh, I don't know, like some bands that are kind of coming up, you know, I really, I love a lot of newer bands too, but it's just weird. I'm like, man, I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving this, this mashup of genres at the moment. Um, similar to like yourselves, a little bit in there you can definitely hear different influences from like electronic music but um yeah this new generation of people coming up mixing genres together i really like it and the sad boy rap the emo movement and the pop punk is really strong at the moment yeah same i feel like there's just a crazy amount of really creative people out there that are blending a bunch of stuff together i agree for sure I think it's going to be a good, a good like time for music when everything opens up again, festivals and gigs, and I think people have missed it as well. So, I think scenes that were suffering are going to be stacked. You know what I mean? I feel like people are going to be like, like gagging to get back to shows. Do you know what I mean? Oh, for sure. We all, we were just talking the other day. Uh, Ryan and Derek and I were talking about if we, you know, that first show that we play back, like. Like we might, like we always joke, like we might get some people to show up to this one. (laughs) It's been so long since people have seen a show, but yeah, I'm excited too. I mean, I miss going to shows as well, you know. So yeah, I'm pumped. Hopefully, in the next year, I I have no idea what it's going to look like, but hopefully, the next year or two, that things can kind of get back to normal in that way. Yeah, I think I've said it a few times on the podcast recently, but I think it's going to be maybe a case of initially it'll be a little bit of like, oh, oh, is this all right? Is this okay? Be a bit weird getting back into a crowd, but. Once that feeling goes, I think everyone will go for it, and it'll be. I think it's going to be a great summer, hopefully. Um, obviously, the vaccine program goes well and things stay okay, and government yeah. try and stop the shows going on. But yeah, I mean, festivals in the UK are starting to plan for them. I think like Redden and Leeds Fest have sold out, Slam Dunks back on, so yeah, it's looking hopeful. 
looking hopeful that shows will be back and we'll be able to get out there and have some crazy times. Absolutely, man. That'd be awesome. Yeah, it's been way too yeah. long. Way too long. Way too long. So, so Boston, what is the scene like in Boston? Is it is it popping? Is there lots of local bands and networks and, and venues? Um, There's definitely some some awesome venues around here um like the paradise the middle east like a bunch of venues uh in the city that are great um i don't know i mean i, I feel like i'm not like the the best like authority on that or like knowledgeable person about like the networking around here and things like that when even before um covid hit like we weren't playing out you know a crazy amount like we probably played somewhere between like depending on the year like eight to 12 shows a year and they were mostly local with with friends or every once in a while we you know take a trip up to like maybe new hampshire or, or somewhere else to play a show but we've never really played like a big packed massive show we've we've had a few that were good but um what am i trying to say here i, I feel like when we were uh when we were younger i think the scene around here um was a lot more connected and there were a lot of more shows on you know every weekend all the time um i'm talking like the myspace like scene era <laughs> of like yeah and i you you can probably say that for every city around but Dude, that's a really good point because i feel like we're the same here right we're always harking back to when when we were teenagers it was like you would just turn up at a gig not talk to one or, or, or know that anyone was going but suddenly you'd be in a group of 20 friends and everyone was there and uh, yeah. I don't know, like over the last couple of years before lockdown, uh, it wasn't the same, you know. Um, I know people obviously grow up and get on with their lives and, and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I this is what I mean of like when it opens up, I'm hoping that those people have missed gigs, missed going out, missed those experiences and will go back again. I hope so too. Man. Yeah, it's not to say that there's not, you know, we've played some great shows and there's awesome bands around here. But, you know, we weren't the most... Um, like we never toured or anything, you know what I mean? Like we all have uh, like day jobs and things like that. But, um, but I agree. It'd be awesome if like after COVID hits, maybe there's like a resurgence of that era of like shows and things like that. Yeah, man. I, yeah, I, I, I think it will happen. I mean, it's got to really, because every, I mean, bands have been at home writing some sick material and nailing that all together. And people have been missing shows when they get out. It'll be great, man. I, I, um, a little bit of a segue, but I went to Boston probably a year and a half ago. I love that place. I was only there for like a day and a half, but man, that was great walking around the town. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, really interesting because I've been to America a couple of times and it's maybe the only place I've been to in America that kind of reminds me of like Britain a little bit in some of the ways, like, and especially in the older part of town where it's all like really close knit streets and, oh, dude. We ended up going to um, some little dive bar, some little dive college bar. Had like a burger and fries for five dollars, and then there was a comedy show down the stairs, underneath. Do you remember the name of it by any chance? Oh, or I can't remember the name of that place. I wish I did because that was a sick place. I I, I had a couple of a uh, couple of beers. I think it's what was it? What was it? it was Samuel Adams? I think it was Samuel Adams beers. The only beer. Okay. I, the only beer I drank in America that was tasty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But it's like an IPA. Oh, it was great. Uh, oh, sick. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not of, a fan of American beer normally. A lot of it's lager, isn't it? Like, um, but yeah, man, we went. Uh, yeah, went to the comedy show. That was funny. 
But then we had to get the flight at like five in the morning the next morning. So we were at Boston Airport at three in the morning. Oh, out. Jesus Christ. Logan, it's the worst. Oh, <laughs> Most crowded yeah. place on earth. Oh, God, and then getting hassled by security because we had loads of camera gear with us. And, oh, yeah. Nightmare. But I've, um, I've never been to Boston, dude. But if I was to go, uh, where would you recommend like uh, to go? Like, What's like the, the place to go? Let me think here. I um, so I'm like I said, we're from the North Shore, so we're not like we don't live like in the city. Um, we we're all from Saugus, which is like, uh, I don't know, sort of like a suburb, I, I guess, kind of it's like hybrid, sort near some cities, but whatever the word for that is. But um, but in Boston, uh, my favorite place is probably, man, there's so many good ones. Um. This is kind of random, but I'm a huge fan of uh, there's a donut place that's in Saugus and in Boston. It's called Kane's Donuts. And um, I know that's not like a bar or a restaurant or something, but that's the first thing that comes to mind when I think of great places around here. Uh, best donuts you'll ever have in your life. I really I hope it's just some iconic looking dude, big American dude that's called Kane. That's just always there. Everyone knows him. Do you know what I mean? I think it's like definitely like one of those like old family run. I used to live down the street from the Saugus one. They, I think they have like three or four more now, but that's, that's probably my. Dude. That's dangerous. That's an easy way to put on some pounds, dude. <laughs> oh, dude. I spent this quarantine, man. I'm definitely putting on, I put on like 15 or 20. I've been trying to run more lately now, and I'm probably a big part of it, but. <laughs> That's that's probably my favorite uh, my favorite spot in Boston. I'm just trying to think of like a restaurant that's like my um, man. I really like um, Santapio's. It's a pizza place um, in the North End, and uh, and there's all there's also one up my way. But that place is pretty great too. Um, Are we talking uh, proper pizza or deep pan? Oh, just like regular, not like Chicago yeah. stuff. Just like, yeah. no, just like the. The regular, the regular pizza. I'm not, I'm not Italian, so I, I can't judge these kinds of things. But <laughs> I, went to, I went, I went to um, some place, and it was like one of the. I think it's like an iconic seafood restaurant in Boston, and had some clam chowder and some cornbread and stuff. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, sick dude! Oh, it was amazing. I've never had cornbread before either. I was so confused because it said it's bread, but it's pretty much cake. <laughs> <laughs> It's delicious. If you ever get the chance to try it, try it with some butter. Oh. Unreal. Oh, it is, dude. I, I didn't even know it existed until I went there. And yeah, blew my mind. I didn't realize bread they could be so sweet. They don't have cornbread over there. That's insane. No, dude. No, no. Cornbread <laughs> is not a thing here. You'd be surprised, dude. But I could name some shit and you'd be like, what is that? Like, <laughs> Oh, I'm sure. I, I... Have you got Marmite over there? No, I don't know what that is. Uh, it's, it's a yeast extract spread. It's, <laughs> it sounds so rank when sounds, you explain it it. it. it tastes disgusting as well. We've got an expression over here, which is like, love it or hate it. Well, that's Marmite, right? Yeah. And uh, literally, the country is divided. 50% love it and 50% absolutely hate it. But the Australians have an exactly the same thing. It's called Vegemite. It's the same thing. If you ever heard of Vegemite, maybe. I think I might have heard of Vegemite from the show The Wild Thornberries, I think. I don't know if you guys oh remember God. that. <laughs> I think it might have been like in an episode of that or something. I don't know why I'm thinking that in my head. 
with uh, well, Nigel, that's Nigel Thornberry. That's a blast from the past, yeah. dude. I love that. <laughs> well, that, was, that was a random one. That was what I, I think I forget what those. I think those shows used to be on like Netflix. I don't think they are anymore. But oh, dude, that was it. Was always the Wild Thornberrys and Rugrats that I used to watch as like a uh, sort of like seven to ten year old. Oh man, Nigel Thornberry. I went in um... smashing. <laughs> I went in Hip Pirate Studios today and um, I've got some friends that are rappers and they, they were recording some stuff and uh, even Stevens came up in conversation we were talking about Sick. old school Shia LaBeouf man oh yeah <laughs> Sick. didn't that have Shia LaBeouf in it is that, the, is that that one yeah dude that had oh, Shia LaBeouf yeah. and it had the, cl- the claymation intro yeah, yeah. where he's fighting with his sister dude so good Such that's good definitely show. his uh, his best work I think is that show <laughs> <laughs> that show is sick all downhill from him from there yeah, no offense to Shia LaBeouf, great guy, but uh, <laughs> it's definitely. Uh... Oh man, do you know what? I watched a really weird film with Shia LaBeouf, and it's called Honey Boy, and he wrote a film about his life, and he plays his own dad in the film. That's so weird. And like, yeah, so he's his dad, and he's he's got his him as his son, who is obviously acted by someone else, and it, oh, it's it's a very strange. It's it's quite good, but it is very strange. It seemed. Um, yeah. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted to start a restaurant, boys, called Shyla Beef. There's an idea. Wow. Yes, a steak <laughs> restaurant. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you could go to France and you wouldn't even have to change the name. You could just go Shyla Beef. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. True. Would you guys so, serve? Uh, Car- would you serve Carmite there or no? <laughs> <laughs> Marmite, Marmite steaks, dude. Oh my god. Oh, Marmite. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jesus. I don't know. It's all good. I, I bet Marmite steaks would be lovely. Oh. To be honest, I can't even describe the taste you because it only tastes like Marmite. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, there's nothing I can do, just like compare it it's to. It's definitely, it sounds like it definitely has like an identity, whether it's one that people like or they don't like. It, it stands out. <laughs> Have you had like a stout or Guinness? It's kind of like that, that, that deep, thick taste. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, when I was in, well, actually, when I was in London, I was, I was, I think I had just turned like nineteen or something. The drinking age is eighteen over there, right? Yeah, yeah, man. Because I had, I had, we go, I, I go hard from sixteen though. <laughs> I can't even remember, but I did have a. I didn't really drink at the time, but I had like a Guinness on tap, and I remember it being like, like a glass of milk. <laughs> yeah, dude, never have it with a meal. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's that's the meal. Like you don't need anything else. Guinness is a yeah, Guinness is a meal, definitely. Honestly, right. Like, so, oh. when we're drinking here, and I've got my brother around, he loves Guinness, right? And that's all he'll drink, like the whole night. He's just putting away tins of Guinness. I don't know how he does it, man. I honestly don't know how he does it. That's like eating a bunch of steaks or something. I feel. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> so it's it's like just sessioning protein shakes or something. Like, yeah, you know right. I mean? like, oh my god. Sure. So, what's your favorite thing to teach? Um, I'm a, I'm a social studies teacher, so um, I teach uh, US one. I really like talk uh, like modern stuff. Like always fun talking with students about like um, like the Constitution. I know that sounds like cut and dry, but like the amendments and, and things like that. I'm, I'm really into that kind of stuff. That's, to be fair, it's a really interesting thing to talk about when you're talking about America. It normally always comes up, um, especially when we're in the UK. You know, because we hear so much about you in the media and so uh, on. So, yeah, we don't actually yeah. we don't actually have a written constitution in the UK. So it's quite interesting to see America obviously have 
a written constitution of something and from our perception i guess it's like a set of rules that are just absolute that can't really be changed is what it seems like um yeah it sounds like yeah that's basically it (laughs) yeah it sounds like quite a cool concept because obviously the um i guess the legal system in your country is a bit different to ours as well where you've got federal law and then state law and that's even more confusing than i can care to imagine So that's, oh, so that's fascinating. Here. <laughs> so, so our county that we live in within our country, so our county is in the country and then the country is in the United Kingdom. Yeah. So we live in Norfolk. So obviously like you'd know Norfolk, Virginia, but we're in Norfolk, England. And yeah. the equivalent with like drugs laws, for example, would be if like weed was legal here, but not in Suffolk, the next county along. It, like, do you know what I mean? Where it's state to state. It's yeah, it, it is. It is a weird thing to think about, huh? When you start to think about differences between states and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, and how federal law overrules state law. So, like, it, yeah, it fascinates me. It just, it's really odd to me. But I, I love talking about it because uh, it's just a fascinating subject. Oh, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, students love always it. have fun stuff to say about that kind of stuff too. So it's, you know, that's my favorite thing to teach about. Yeah, dude, that's sick. The reason I asked though was because I was gonna, I was hoping you were gonna say maths because next we've got fifteen over five. <laughs> Come on, there you go. Come that's on, a, that's segue. a sick, tra- that's a sick transition. Come that was on, a good dude. one. <laughs> sick. So yeah, next is fifteen over five. Let's just dive straight in. Here you go, guys. I'd still take 15 over 5 I spent 10 years in a haunted room I won't call back but I wanted to Cause I wanted you to know That I could take this all in stride I fell down when the cadence changed I hear your voice when I lay awake Like a train to take me home I know I'm fucked up in your eyes A trap door that you caught inside A deep gut you can't cauterize And your heart fight you try I hope this peace inside your mind You find out what you're hoping for
There we go, 15 over five. So that's the latest single, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, that was the uh, that was the first single from from October Forever. Amazing. And you released that like September time. Yeah, I think it was September fourth. Uh, September fourth, we put that out. Nice. Yeah, it's a great song. I I I picked it um, off all of your discography there. Um, and uh, we were talking in the break while the song was playing about how um, how musicians even when they make it or what we think is making it don't make as much money as you would think they do so uh yeah we were saying like 15k is like you know a standard minimum wage sort of thing when you'd expect a band to be making a lot more than that do you know what i mean yeah for sure yeah we just you know which is hard it's uh we we always would listen to any if, if we ever got contacted from a label we you know would always listen to have a conversation about anything but we're just in a little bit of a weird spot i shouldn't say a weird spot i'm sure a lot of other bands are in the spot that we're in but we've kind of gotten as big as we are recently and we love it and i love this band i put a lot of work into it but at the same time we we've you know since we started the band we've always kind of had jobs and we've always been kind of adults doing this like I never want to call it a hobby, but as like a, a project that we all really like. And uh, yeah, it's just weird. It's just. Oh, 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 no. Oh, oh no. is he gone, gone? I don't know. Oh, there he is. Pledge the loans and things like that. Uh, he's back. There we go. Oh, my sorry back. That, I'm sorry, guys. Wow, sorry if you lost them. No, that's, that's right. That might be my just, uh, just backtrack about about a minute. <laughs> Was just kind of building off what you said already, Nathan. Just kind of like um, the fact that we're, you know, we're always. Um, you guys mentioned earlier that we're we're unsigned. We are unsigned, and we would love if uh, we ever got reached out to from someone. We would be open to any conversation, and always would love that. But it's also we're also in a weird situation in that we've kind of been adults the whole time that this band has been a thing. And what I mean by that is that we've always had jobs and you know bills to pay, like the rest of the world. And um, so it's just it would be hard for us to sign to a label and then quit our jobs and make nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. it's just, it's just kind of a weird thing. <laughs> it's taking that step in the, in the, you know, time of life that you, you guys are in or that we're in at the moment, you know, it's the same thing. It was the same us starting the brand back up I, and me leaving the job that I had at the time to do it. It's the same thing of taking that jump to take a pay cut, but to do the thing you love, you know? Oh, That's yeah. It. This is exactly what you guys were talking about before we started streaming. Yeah, it's the same situation. Yeah. I guess it's yeah. um, more difficult, though, because obviously the music industry used to be such a booming thing. And if you did get a record label approach you, that was almost like, there's the ticket. We're good. Like, we'll take that contract and then we're good for the next 10 years sort of thing. Like, I guess the money just isn't the same as it used to be. <sighs> I know. Yeah. I mean, I won't pretend like I'm an expert on, on that or, or really anything at all, but, but, but that, but I, I just, uh, yeah, it's just frustrating sometimes, but it's also like, you know what, like whatever, like our audience is bigger than it ever is or it ever has been. And we're super thankful for that. We're pumped that anyone wants to give us the time of day to listen to our music. So no, that's... I'm just going to keep doing as best as we can, I guess. And we'll see what happens. And we're open to anything, but we're, you know, like you guys said, we're also, we're just a little older is what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're not like, no, not fifties or anything here, but we're not young kids that are, you know, make no. nothing for a bunch of years. That's a great outlook as well. Cause obviously you guys realize that you can still put out quality music without actually having to tie yourself to 
someone and take that pay cut and then have to be under a different banner as such. Um, and I think the independent sort of route is a route that a lot of people are going these days and actually making a big success of it as well. So, I mean, I guess, Hell yeah. I guess if you guys stay doing what you're doing um, and keep bringing the listeners in, then there's probably more opportunity there than taking a contract of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? I mean, we'd love to, if anyone wants to reach out, feel free to reach out. We'd love to talk to you right now. But, yeah. uh, but, at, but at the same time, I hear what you're saying, Liam. Like, it's definitely like, you know, we've we've yeah. had some a little bit of success so far and we're just pumped with anything at all, to be honest. So I do think that um, with like the streaming age that we're having now, um, it's easier, though, to do it as a side project and make money from it and to be able to do two things at once. Because, you know, once you upload it, you don't have to do much more with Spotify if there's a following there. Um, and I suppose you being a teacher, you do have the summer break where you can go and play shows, um, whether the rest of your bandmates have that much flexibility or not. But, you know. Um, yeah, De- Derek is a teacher too. So um, Ryan's not, but he, uh, in the summer, we definitely always use the summer to work on, on new music, you know. So we always use the summer for band stuff. And you're right, man. It's, it's streaming, it's it's crazy how much different things are like right now from like, I don't know, like 10 years ago with, with the way streaming is like Spotify is so awesome. It, yeah. It's, it's helped us so much. It's the only reason that we have any level of, you know, the small success that we've had. It's just like the release radars and the personalized playlists and everything that Spotify does. And I know the other streaming services are, are getting up to that speed now too, but you guys are right. It's a different time with streaming. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I know we were talking sort of about the heyday of uh, pop punk and stuff and the MySpace era, but when I remember back in those days, it was, I hate to say this, but obviously like you're a teenager, you don't have much money and you just end up going to LimeWire, downloading like four albums and 50 viruses. Oh and, yeah. <laughs> and like, I feel like now's music is more accessible for everyone in the terms of the streaming platforms because you pay what you can get Spotify for free take a couple of adverts every four songs or whatever, or you can pay the five ninety nine or whatever it is. I don't know how much is in America, but like, and then you get a ridiculous catalog of music whenever you want it for that price, which is unheard of really until the modern age. Dude, you're absolutely right. And I remember those days of being on like LimeWire and I, I even remember like Napster a little bit and all those crazy it's just, it's such a weird thing. It's like that, not to be like back in my day, but like back in, you know, back in the past, like it was like you, you bought a CD or you had to like, even if you were illegally downloading stuff, you had to like put in work to like get to, yeah, dude. get to the music was like more of like a, you know what I'm trying to say? Like a physical, like, not a physical I remember, product. But, I remember making like teenage girlfriends, like mixtapes where I would like YouTube <laughs> MP3 convert. So I get like the YouTube M- MP3 conversion and then burn it onto a CD and then handwrite on it. Like, <laughs> do you yeah, know dude, what I mean? I remember those days, man. <laughs> Insane. Yeah, yeah. But I don't mean to song, say that those days were better. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Be like, one's really loud. One's really quiet. <laughs> God knows what happened with those. I know. I know exactly what. Sometimes there'd be like weird little glitchy things at the beginning of a song that you downloaded or something like that. It's, it was obviously weird because I guess spotify was almost born out of that culture where it did it was going the way of almost everyone was just illegally downloading music for com- completely free and i know like maybe five ten years before that everyone was buying all the music so the times for musicians were probably amazing but 
obviously now with Spotify, at least everyone's getting paid a little bit. But like you say, you're getting, you have the ability to get noticed by a much larger, larger audience if you do get put on a playlist or if someone does find you and share it about. It's so much more accessible for everyone. Absolutely, man. I can't, I can't say enough about how awesome it is. It's like, you know what I mean? Like the, it's like a streaming mix with, it's almost like a social media thing at the same time too. So it's, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, man. Nice. Yeah, dude, I spend half my life on Spotify, I swear to God. Whether it's podcasts, whether it's music, I seem to live in Spotify. Like, <laughs> Yeah, same. <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost like they've um, overtaken audio completely because I don't actually have any music downloaded on my phone at all outside of Spotify. No, no dude, it's just Spotify. Like, There is nothing on my, what's it, Google Music app or whatever. There is, it's empty. I literally have nothing. I think I have, I think I download, you know how you can download music on Spotify, like, like to your phone. I think I did that by accident one time. And I think I have like the most recent August Burns Red CD. And then I have a couple Michelle Branch songs. (laughs) 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 And I, I I swear to God, I think that's like the only stuff that's downloaded on my phone is like August Burns Red and Michelle Branch. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Um, so, I mean, what's next other than the acoustic thing or is the acoustic project fresh songs or are they um, toned down versions of songs you've already released? Yeah, so there's, um, it's just a quick EP. I was literally just in the studio um, yet last night uh, working on it. And there's, uh, we threw an original song on there and then um, it's actually, it's the, it's, the song's kind of about, um, in a way about us this is we're coming up on our five-year anniversary as a band which is insane to me because it feels like we just started the band like a a day ago and i know a five-year anniversary is not some big crazy you know landmark or anything but it is for us you know what i mean so it is um, for bands dude it is for bands because a lot of bands start and finish quickly before they do anything so yeah it just it just feels like five years came super fast but so we wanted to kind of put out a little ep and some merch and stuff to like commemorate that so there's one original song and then there's two stripped down um acoustic songs that still have drums because um i always love uh you know ryan's drumming on some acoustic or stripped down stuff that we've done in the past i feel like he does a good job with that kind of stuff and i always i'd always rather have drums in our songs than just guitar you know what i mean like so yeah definitely man and I know it's down versions of two songs and then an original. So just, yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. No, 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 that's all right. (laughs) I think there might be a little bit of a delay. It's always awkward doing these things over the internet, man. That's fine. I think, yeah, drums and acoustic songs. I really do like them, especially if they're sort of toned down and like a little bit more mellow and it really works well, especially if you're sort of bringing a song from sort of the heavier level that you guys are at down to an acoustic level and still keeping all of the elements, but just changing them a bit. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Like, I think, and I think Ryan, like Ryan's always such a big part of like, like when we work through a song together, um, he'll be such a big part of like shaping the song and be like, oh, I want to play. He'll be like, oh, we should play this kind of drum part or um, structure of the song should last this many bars. And I'll, I always base a lot of my guitar stuff on what Ryan does. And so with acoustic, we can kind of sit down and like reimagine the stuff a little bit. So it's kind of fun to do that. Um, I think that's the beauty of a free piece as well, man yeah because you know there's there's fewer people so i think you probably connect and get your ideas across more efficiently and better as a free piece than say a five piece um and for projects like you're doing a, a 
closer knit, you know? That's it. I never even thought of that, but that's a really good call. Like, like me and Ryan and Derek are all super chill and like all, all the conversations we have are really, yeah, it's like there's less voices in the room, I guess. So that's, and I, and I, our producer too, his name's Tom Ionello. We've had the same producer for every single thing we've ever done. And he's like our good friend, but he's like the unofficial fourth member of driveways. He puts in a lot of work too, and does a lot of good, like big picture ideas and things like that too, that helps kind of shape, you know, the sound of everything we do, but you're right. Yeah. Having less people is definitely can definitely be good in that way. Well, I hope he's doing it full time because he, he's doing a cracking job and I hope that's his main drive because uh, he deserves it. He kills it, man. I can't say enough about Tom. He's awesome and he's yeah. easy to work with and just always helps us out with ideas and plays a big role, especially with like, um, like MIDI stuff. And cause I, I play keyboard a little bit. Some of the synth stuff we have, I'll try to incorporate, but he'll always have ideas for that and guitar things. And yeah, he's, uh, check him out. Tom Ionello is his name. He absolutely kills it. Go check it out guys. Go check it out. Go. Send some love. Tom Ionello. <laughs> Enjoy it. Amazing. Yeah. Right. Are you ready? Who's ready for some facts? Who's ready for some knowledge? Facts and knowledge time. <laughs> <laughs> So this is the part of the show to anyone who hasn't seen the show before where we just spit random facts and talk filth and shit like a couple of guys down a pub. (laughs) This is is the part where we all just make a joke out of ourselves and there's normally the highlight reel bits such as uh, sloths are more more dolphin than dolphin, uh, dick syringes (laughs) and many more. (laughs) Oh god. (laughs) So I'm kicking it off with Crows often hold grudges against specific people. What? So, yeah. you know, Have you ever seen the horror movie Birds? I have. Birds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if a crow ever looks like it's looking at you sideways, it probably is. That's terrifying. How did they find that out? <laughs> How did they research that? <laughs> Pat finds it now. There we go. So, uh, yeah, crows, I believe it. I fully believe it. But <laughs> crows don't forget a face, and they hold grudges too. Researchers in Seattle revealed last year that captured crows remember the face of their abductor. So, yeah, pe- people that stole crows, the crows remembered who who'd taken them. Even though years had passed since they saw the threatening face, the crows in the experiment would taunt their captor and dive bomb him. Suggesting, <laughs> just imagine that. Like ten. Oh my god! Five years ago, you captured a crow and was like, "No, nah, I'll let him go. He'll be all right." Who's out there stealing crows? Who's out there bagging crows up know. though? I yeah, it's, it sounds kind of animal cruelty to be doing an experiment like this. Really, just going out and catching crows. To be fair, fuck them. Let the crows die. Yeah, I was gonna fuck say, them. I'm kind of good for the crows for like adapting to that. <laughs> <laughs> Getting their vengeance. Yeah, to be fair. For real, though, crows are supposed to be one of the most intelligent animals. It's like dolphins, whales, crows, or something crazy. They Man, that is insane. Yeah, so they've got... Um, what was it? See, over there. So, yeah, crows also have something in their brain that is very am- analogous to the amygdala of mammals. Obviously not the same because they're birds, so... It's a little bit different, um, but it's where... And next, what did you just say? So, that Latin crazy... Okay, so um, the amygdala is a part of the brain, is the region of the vertebrate brain where negative associations are stored as memory. Oh, so, okay. so they literally can hold on to grudges and negative they, yeah, things. Yeah, they have something similar in their brain that can hold negative memories. Which is why they... Crows, that's crazy. 
So don't piss crows off, because they will die for Yeah, I hope, I hope I never scathed a crow when I was a young'un, and I don't get attacked by a random crow walking down the street, you know what I mean? I never thought about kidnapping a crow, but now I really know that I won't do it. <laughs> you don't fuck with them. I can't, you don't no, fuck with them. I don't know, I kind of want to do it just to test the theory. I kind of want to release them back into the wild, and then like five years later just be walking down the street, and a crow comes out of nowhere, and that's like... Steals, steals my fiance or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a lot of accent accents going on tonight. We've got me from the south of England. We've got Paps, who's been lived all over the fucking show. And then we've got you from Boston. Uh, but did you know that cows have regional accents? Wow, no. What? <laughs> they moo in an accent, dude. How? <laughs> I just hope there's a Scottish cow somewhere like, no. <laughs> <laughs> how, how on earth is that even possible? I got Google up right now, too. I'm looking this up. <laughs> they decided to examine the issue after dairy farmers noticed their cows had slightly different moves depending on which herd they came from. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's wild, dude. So apparently, um, regional twangs had beef had been seen before in birds also. Did you just yeah. say beef? No. <laughs> I said bean. Oh. It might have been a Freudian slip and I did say beef at some point, but <laughs> honestly, that's... So I guess I, it kind of makes sense that animals do have different accents, like, in a weird way, because like people have different accents. Like If you spoke to me and Nathan and then you went and heard someone from Liverpool and you'd be like those people aren't from the same those people aren't from the same country. yeah exactly <laughs> Liverpool's like more of a city right I'm not too knowledgeable on the UK yeah Liverpool's a yeah, city but... but they have a very different accent or Newcastle or I talk like this Shaken Lachen yeah it's, it's like it's a weird mixture of Irish and um, English because obviously there's a lot of Irish immigrants that moved to Liverpool and oh, gotcha. Okay. Their accent is, yeah. Just... Honest to God, dude. Though you can drive five minutes in the UK and you've got a change of accent. It's yeah. very odd. There was a place in Yorkshire I went once, uh, the Blue John Caves, and it's where they mine Blue John, which is like a precious stone, and they make rings and stuff like that. And the tour guide was like, "In Yorkshire, we have an accent here, and see that fence over there. They have a different accent over uh, over the fence. They call it over the fence, and they take the piss out of each other. But they're the next town over. But honest to God, when you go there, it's completely different. But they're from Jesus like the same Christ. Place. Really weird, yeah. It's, it's really same, weird. It's the same as where I am, man. In Kings Lynn, like there's a completely different accent to if you go ten min like fifteen minutes down the road to Sutton Bridge into Lincolnshire, completely different accents. I guess it's the same thing in the United States, but just spread over a little bit more geographically. It's like. Yeah. England is so tightly compacted, but it's interesting. I, I definitely knew that there was like a couple of different English accents. I'm not going to act like I know what they are, but <laughs> oh, the, cows over, the cows over there must be uh, real diverse with the accents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, apparently that's what it is. I've just been reading on the BBC. <laughs> All sorts of different cow, cow accents. So um, did you guys know that obviously we've explored space? We're on about going to Mars um you know we're trying to make contact with loads of different planets but only five percent of our oceans have been explored five percent that's it five percent. Yeah, I, I did actually know that and that's always something that's really confused me because obviously Dude, it, 
fucks me up, dude. Like, right. legit, not to get too deep or stonery on this, right? But <laughs> we're focused with aliens and shit out in space, stuff that we can't fathom. But there's shit that I guarantee living at the bottom of them craters, right, that is fucked up. Like, <laughs> I bet there's dinosaurs down there, like, still living. There's some giant squid shit living down there. Dude, I've oh, seen, definitely. I've seen a picture of an anglerfish. It's like, oh, what the like fuck? See through body with like a little light that comes out of his head, horrible teeth, and it just like lights up, glows up to like entice other fish to come and get eaten. Oh man, yeah, dude, that's aliens. That's aliens. Like, down. We never need to be going up. We need to look down. Yeah. That's insane, man. Is, yeah. Is, have you I'm... ever seen, um, have you guys ever seen a blobfish? Yeah. No. Yeah, it looks like a human face. It looks like a meme face. All right, you need to Google blobfish right I'm now. Looking Blob up right now. Fish. Oh, dude, they're weird as fuck. They look like somebody has actually CGI'd it. It doesn't look real. <laughs> oh, no way. That's <laughs> wait. Is that actually like its face? Like the that's is that a real that's... thing? It has a little nose and everything. It looks like a guy story. called Bob. It should be that's a Bob. It's like. Oh my god! I've That's just, disgusting! I've oh just, my god! I've just seen a picture of a blobfish with Donald Trump's hair, and I can't. Understand that now. <laughs> I'm starting to think we should we should leave the other 95 percent of the ocean unexplored. <laughs> Maybe just don't go down there. But doesn't that fish look like someone you'd meet down the pub called Kev? It looks like it looks like the guy that has been down the pub his entire life avoiding his wife, and all he does is talk about the wife he avoids. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking sixty cigarettes a day, dude. Yeah. That is that <laughs> yeah, but how crazy is it, man? Like, you know, Elon Musk talking about going to Mars and stuff like that. Like, who's talking about going down? Like, I, I guess the point of Elon Musk talking about going to Mars and stuff is he thinks that we can become an interplanetary species, and like, you can't. Well, maybe we can live underwater, dude. We can go full Atlantis on this shit. Of, who wants to live underwater, man? There's... Swimmers. Swimmers. <laughs> Swimmers, yeah, I can see that. Him and his him and his nine Olympic gold medals just chilling down there in a in a blob of air. Him and him and the blobfish just hanging. <laughs> Man, that is crazy though. Five percent, huh? Wow. Yeah, you it's think... just it's just can you you can't even imagine the stuff that we haven't discovered. Do you know what I mean? Like Yeah. You genuinely can't fathom it because, I mean, look at a blobfish. Like, you would not have thought that that thing would really exist. I'm kind of disappointed that I, I do know it exists. I kind of wish that. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of interesting, though, that we have decided to, as you say, explore space before finding out what is in the furthest reaches of this planet that we live on. Like, you don't really hear much about submarine technology, but you hear so much about rockets and people trying to explore the far reaches of space. I mean, maybe, yeah, for sure. Maybe maybe we've just given up on the seas and just been like, ah, uh, maybe some people found mermaids once and that's it's in the in the hidden agenda of the governments. They're like, no, there's mermaids down there. We can't, we can't explore too much. <laughs> the lizard people. Nah, yeah. Fuck that. We're starting a new conspiracy <laughs> right here. I think all the all the top echelons of society, I think they're all just blobfish. In, in, That's in what it is. Hundred percent. Blobfish. The world's run by blobfish, man. Do you know what? Yep. Like, we, me and Jade were watching. Um, well, I say me and Jade. Obviously, yesterday uh, there was the sad news that Prince Philip died, and for for some like print uh, the whole entirety of the BBC was just a Prince Philip like. Um, 
obituary basically and we were watching this and they were, oh, it was just rolling through the royals and different photos and things and me and jade were like they're not really that good looking like none of the royals are like <laughs> that, that good looking at all so maybe that's it maybe that's what it is dude they're all blobfish and see blobfish and secret like they've got They've got like a water water cooling systems that deliver the water, and that's what the bodies are. They're just like robotic computers that deliver the water to their heads to keep them going. It's gonna be one of those things where like that, like the the animal. It does, it's not a great looking, you know, fish. All due respect to the blobfish, but uh, it's gotta have something to. It's gotta have something to compensate for that. Like yeah. maybe like you said, it's gonna really crazy brain or something exactly yeah. they're, they're now the royalty of the united kingdom and yeah. it's... <laughs> all the blobfish of the world are going to be really self-conscious after listening to this podcast yeah. <laughs> we're sorry blobfish you're, you're beautiful in your own way it's what's yeah, inside 100 and i'm sure they like they have like a good impact on the ecosystem or something so <laughs> definitely pro environment and all that stuff but yeah. i love the way you were just so nice about prince philip dude like within five minutes of his death being announced i was seeing the queen was on tinder memes yeah like oh, sing- Jesus single Christ. Well, single. do you know what <laughs> watching some of the things that they were putting out i didn't realize what how much prince philip actually did in his life like legitimately oh, no. um obviously the duke of edinburgh award in the uk that's a massive thing and that's where they People in school, they'll go out and they'll learn to hike and they'll do community service and various other things, get work experience. And um, also, obviously, the amount of charities he started, I didn't realize he was the starter and like international uh, patron and representative for the World Wildlife Foundation. Oh, amazing. I didn't know that. Amazing. Was, that is he awesome. Was a, he was a massive conservationist. Um, right. Well, we're going to segue there, perhaps, onto honeybees. Oh, God. <laughs> Honeybees. So obviously, without honeybees, the world would be fucked. But did you know they're a lot more intelligent than you'd realize being an insect? They can actually recognize uh, human faces. They can differentiate human faces. What? That's ridiculous. Wild to me. They've been hanging out with the crows. They've been hanging out with the crows. (laughs) I reckon the bees and the crows have been getting together with the blobfish. (laughs) I just had an image of the birds and the bees. I just had an image of like crows and bees just sitting there getting stoned together. Like, man, this fucking asshole Kevin the other day, Matt. Like, he came up to me, fucking put me in a bag. Next time I see that motherfucker, I'm gonna dive bomb him. I swear. Bees. <laughs> you fucking do that, man. You fucking do that. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna go get his flowers. I'm not gonna pollinate that guy's shit. He's gonna have a garden. <laughs> so the bees, the bees. See people's faces though in a compilation of five thousand individual images, kind of like pixels because of their eyes. So not only can they recognize your face, they're seeing your face five thousand times in a pixelated image, like broken oh down. Oh my god! Yeah. Is this just honeybees, or is this like all all bees? Um, I imagine it's honey. Yeah, it's honeybees. Wow, that's creepy, yeah. man. I bet wasps can't. Or if wasps remember me, like they always seem to be coming round. Uh, no, I slap a wasp out of the air anytime I see it. If it comes near me, I, you're down. I don't kill them because they they still. To do me a good personally, job being an atheist, being an atheist, that is my one strong argument that I have. Is I, I do, if there was a god, I don't think he would have created wasps. Bees were good enough, right? They could he could have just made more bees. Why make wasps? Wasps are dickheads. 
but, that, but I mean, wasps I, still do the same pollinating effect as bees, man. That's that's the annoying thing. They're just dickheads about it. You're right. <laughs> the less polite version of honeybees, yeah. for sure. <laughs> I feel like wasp honey would be like an always sunny in Philadelphia, like like skit. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> like wolf polar and like bite milk. Like ah, oh, like we're branding wasp honey. The new. <laughs> it's like the trap weird meth version of honey. <laughs> like, <laughs> What a weird thing honey is, though. Like, who decided? Who who was the first guy that went? Those bees are hiding something tasty in there. I know it. <laughs> and to get through it, like fuck, fuck, just cavemen, like <laughs> just a, a mix of brave and stupid for sure. Whoever was the first person that decided to, but I'm happy that they did it. I guess yeah, whoever it was. Definitely, <laughs> honey is banging. Well, decent honey is banging. Not not the not some of the weird stuff you get in supermarkets these days, but. Independent, independent honeys, they're they're the ones, like where there's almost got comb inside it, and it's like a mixture of like, like liquid honey and then like almost honeycomb at the same time. Ah, oh. where they got like the the bits of it in oh, there. Yeah. I saw this crazy thing the other day, right? So this beekeeper is like one of these people that decided to get bees, but they didn't really know what they were doing. Do you know what I mean? Right. And they didn't put the slats in. You know how you put the slats in, so they form the honeycomb on the slats. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, they didn't put it in, and um, the natural formation of honeycomb and the way they do it is insane, dude. It looked like um, like a weird trippy image from the top, because it has the air rate none of it can touch. So it begins in a place and stops in a place and never touches itself once, but spirals round. Oh, I bet dude, it so looked cool. that's crazy, dude. Um, like yeah, if if you can see it um or find it, I don't know how you'd find out of what I just said, but um. Yeah, like, honestly, you could make artwork out of it. It looks amazing. Yeah, I can I can imagine, like, obviously they've developed it through God knows how many years of evolution and stuff, so they've figured a way to make sure that nothing touches each other and it's all perfectly in sync. Yeah, dude. Bees do fast. Yeah, I know, they're crazy, right? They're it's crazy. the same that they, they make that and they just, like, like, I don't know if this is a, a dumb thing to say, but like they don't, like, like how, they don't do they talk to each other when they're like building a <laughs> you know like you know what I'm saying their nest like they must yeah, have some sort of way to like or they just know what to like you know I don't know crazy I reckon it's it's mad isn't it I I love nature so much so so many of my facts end up being about nature because it just fascinates me so much um this next one though um that I've got do you know much about English history a little bit but I, I won't say I'm an expert at all have you heard the Battle of Hastings yeah. Uh, do you know what year that was? Nope. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Over here, it's like everyone knows. Like, 1066. 0800 00 1066. 1066, yeah. So... <laughs> Sorry, it's, it's, an, it's a car insurance company called Hastings, and that was their little jingle. And no one can forget that number now. <laughs> so, so for any American listeners, um, basically the Battle of Hastings was William the Conqueror coming over and... Um, yeah, conquering the Saxons that were here at the time, and us becoming Norman, which uh, was French. So, no, 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 any no, no, English? No, 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 no. Normans were a different breed to French, dude. Come on, don't equate <laughs> the Normans and the French. I'm trying to put it in layman's terms. I mean, but... Normandy is in France, but the Normans were like Chad Frenchmen. Do you know, like, <laughs> come on, dude. Yeah, I get you. I get you. 
Not, not um, that I've got anything but, against the French, but I've definitely got something against the French. Yeah. Otherwise. Have you have you been to um, have you been to Hastings? Perhaps I haven't been to Hastings. I've heard there's a sick skate park there, but that's that's as yeah, really really thick indoor skate park for anyone in the UK that wants to go hit that up. It's actually amazing. Good little day out. Uh, nice seafront. But the Battle of Hastings didn't actually take place in Hastings. Fucking hell, and I've been dun, lying to. Dun, dun. <laughs> Why is it called the Battle of... There was a tapestry and everything. Yeah, right, so check this out. So there's a place really, really close to Hastings, which is literally just called Battle. The place, the, the town is called Battle, and I've been, so um, I know about this fact, but that's where the actual battle took place, and it wasn't actually in Hastings. It's close enough, though, because I've been near Battle It's pretty before. close. It's, it's pretty close. It's pretty close. It's pretty the town close. is called Battle? The town is literally called Battle. How badass is that? I say that's pretty sick. Yeah, <laughs> I can tell you. I can tell you the town isn't sick though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're just selling like William the Conqueror key rings and shit. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy, man. Town called Battle. Gotta make it over there someday. Yeah, dude. Come down and we'll, we'll go on a little road trip. We'll show you some places. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll go to battle. We'll get a key ring, bro. <laughs> I bet that's all they've got there as well as just souvenir shops with key rings and oh, our town's famous for that one time. You can get tapestry napkins. <laughs> <laughs> so while trying to find a cure for AIDS, the Mayo Clinic accidentally made glow in the dark cats. <laughs> 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 Fucking what? This is up there with Spy Cats, dude. <laughs> what? How? I'm sure. Yeah, man. I'm sure yeah, smarter people than me thought about like that. I but... the audience. I feel like I shook the audience. So I'll say it again. While trying to find a cure for AIDS, the Mayo Clinic made glow-in-the-dark cats. And before that, they made mayo. Is it kind of? Is mayo it, name. Is it? Is it? A, is it? Wrong for me to say that I kind of want a glow-in-the-dark cat now. <laughs> Animal testing is bad and we do not condone it. <laughs> I don't, like, for makeup and stuff, no, but if it's going to be helpful for In medicine... Age, and, maybe. Yeah, like, if it's going to be helpful for pursuing uh, medicinal goals and like the further of lots of different ends, obviously, because... People test on anim on mammalian creatures to sort of make sure that diseases can be solved. Like that's that's different to testing fucking L'Oreal testing their new line of lipstick, making sure it doesn't burn fucking cats' lips off. That's a bit different. But, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, they. So it's funny because so how they did it, um, they modified the DNA of domestic moggy cats with two different genes: a fluorescent jellyfish gene and another which can fight feline AIDS. And apparently that caused some of the cats to glow in the dark because they used... Dude, this is why. Because they were gene splicing with the fluorescent jellyfish gene. That is insane. You know, it, it... If I saw a glow in the dark cat, I would lose my shit. So... I'd think... I, 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 I'm like, this is it. I finally lost it. The final straw is snapped and I'm fucked. So, I've lost it. <laughs> so both, both of those genes were injected into a female cat's egg, so the jellyfish gene and a um, feline gene, which was fertilization, 
and the genes were passed on to the kittens. The jellyfish gene was used to track the restrictive protein to see if it was successfully transferred. But the side effect of which was the kittens glowed green under UV light. So it wasn't, oh it wasn't, they didn't necessarily glow in the dark, but like if you took them to a rave, they'd, they'd just, be, <laughs> just be holding green cats up. Is that, who needs glow sticks when you've got two kit, glow in the dark kittens? <laughs> oh my like, god, man! That's a game changer for like the uh, the the raving community. Yeah, <laughs> if that could happen. Obviously, once they've taken a bit too many shrooms or something, you've just got a glow-in-the-dark cat and everyone's there stroking <laughs> the cat like, oh, man, let me stroke your cat, man. I can't believe... Why is it glow-in-the-dark, man? I just imagine its aura is just like... To be fair, yeah. It's like something from Fallout. At a rave, people would probably be like, oh, my God, the guy's got a nuclear cat. What the fuck? Oh... Oh, if I saw that shit, dude, I'd lose my mind. Oh, <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> I can't believe it. Right, how scary is this? We're going back to bees again. I love bees, as we were just discussing. Jesus. But a swarm of 20,000 bees followed a car for two days because their queen was stuck inside. Oh, my God. Fuck being that guy. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine, like, you. the reason you didn't stop is because there was a swarm of bees following you, but obviously you couldn't stop the swarm of bees until you stopped. That is horrifying. That's like a nightmare. I can't even imagine being in that situation. Did I wonder if the person got out of their car and, and got into, like, a, a shelter or something. <laughs> like, oh, you know? no, dude. A sixty-year-old grandmother. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! That poor woman. That is terrifying. Beryl, no. <laughs> oh a sixty-year-old grandmother got quite the surprise on her return from a visit to a nature reserve. It seemed that somehow a queen bee was curious and got trapped in her car. On her way home, she parked her car to go shopping, only to return to a car literally covered in bees. The bees were safely removed from the car. And the lovely old lady made her way home. Much to her surprise, the bees went back the next day. And the next day, <laughs> it seems that the queen bee was still inside and the bees followed her every single time. Wow. Imagine that. That's insane. Imagine. I don't, I don't even. Have you ever been in a swarm of bees or just swarm of something? I've been in a fucking swarm of midges with you up a mountain. Yeah, that was, dude. That was, that was pretty horrible. But... What's, a, what's, a, what's a midge? Oh, oh my god, dude! It's a tiny bug oh. that, by themselves, if there was one of them, who gives a fuck? But when there's a hundred thousand all at the same time, I don't know how many there were, right. but it's. Do you have any? Do you have any big lakes near you? Yeah, yeah, like uh, uh, in Massachusetts or New Hampshire, I mean, yeah, lots of stuff. Yeah. When you were a kid, did you and your friends ever go? Oh, it'd be sick to go camp there in like, you know, autumn time. Yeah, a few times, yeah. Yeah, and did you get bitten to shit by little little bugs? Mosquitoes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like a similar thing, like a like a smaller mosquito. They're midges. But, we call them midges here. But they only exist in Scotland, really. <laughs> <laughs> they only come out at the exact time we went camping last year. <laughs> we decided to camp next to a water source where they love to I'm live. I'm sorry, that was my idea. No, it was it was good because like we got to camp next to this idyllic site, but. Like the amount of these tiny little bugs that just like to eat the shit out of human flesh appeared 
while we were cooking dinner, like we were cooking fillet steak over like a hot stove and oh my God, it was, it was awful. I've never been eaten alive by so many bugs all at once. That is horrifying. I genuinely do. It was, they were like clouds. Yeah. Right. And you, you would move away, run away to a different spot and you'd be able to stand there for like two minutes and then the cloud would move over you again. Just, just here it comes. And you, you start feeling it. Start feeling getting bit, and you're like, "Ah, oh, fuck, ah, oh, fuck, had, fuck." <laughs> you just have to move again. We had citronella. We had the like the anti-bug citronella candles set up. Like we had buckets which had citronella candle in the bottom half, like completely full. Light it. We're like, right, we'll put that next to the cooking utensils. That'll be fine. And we were cooking, getting eaten to shit. We're like, these candles aren't working. Looked over at the candle, and there's just a layer of black dead bugs over the top of it. Like the candles oh, were still going. Dude. The bugs were just dead. Ah, oh, honestly. Dude. It was bad, but I imagine bees are worse. Oh, yeah. Uh, if that was bees, I'd, I would have got in the car and drove off, left you cunts there. <laughs> in Scotland. Yeah. Just us, and the, just us and the skateboards. Oh, I mean, gone. I don't want to lie. Looks like we're skating back to England. Yeah. <laughs> I would never compare myself to the woman from that fact because it seemed like she went through some crazy stuff there. <laughs> but when I was when I was younger, my um, my in my my house one of my houses growing up um my room was like in the in the basement the basement was like it was uh, it wasn't finished finished but it wasn't unfinished like i i wasn't living in like you know a cellar or something like that but it was like uh it wasn't the nicest basement in the world but it it got the job done is what i'm trying to say yeah, yeah and i remember i woke up one time and in the middle like whatever regular time i woke up in the morning and there was actually uh not bees but same thing but like yellow jackets everywhere in the basement because there was a, a a yellow jackets nest that was like in between there's like a gap where i like uh, i don't know what it was like a an air conditioner or something was and the, this nest like they unleashed when i was sleeping so i woke up and i oh, it wasn't fuck. like a crazy swarm in my face but i gradually started to realize like oh there's a bee over there like, oh, there's a bee there. There's another bee, and then I was like, I need to get out of here. <laughs> it was oh, uh, no, dude. not nearly as bad as as that woman's experience, but it was definitely oh, not I, a great memory. I don't know. I wouldn't <laughs> like to wake up and just see just a load of wasps on the walls, just like, ah, oh, fuck, fuck, they're in it. Fuck, out. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty bad. It was disgusting. <laughs> oh, I can imagine, man. Jesus, waking up, That's waking it, up yeah. to that. Oh my god. That's intimidating. The only thing that would be worse, I imagine, would be hornets. Oh, yeah. Fuck that. I've only seen, like, fucking a couple of hornets in my life, and it's the scariest experience. They're so loud as well. Like, if one comes in a room, you're like, what the fuck is that? It's, like, it's like a helicopter. Yeah, yeah who's, it's insane. Who's flying, drone, who's flying drones in the room? Who's got the, dr who's got the, dr who's got the drone? <laughs> There's some scary fuckers. Have you guys seen them Japanese hornets, too? Oh, I haven't, but I don't want to. No. Dude. I want you both to Google um, Google image Japanese hornets right now, right? They are like the size of your palm, right? Look at your palm, and there's pictures of them laying on people's... Oh, my like, God, I feel like I'm going to throw up. <laughs> Immediately. Oh. I'm looking at, like, the comparison picture with a regular hornet. That's disgusting. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's you know... an, it's insane, isn't it? Oh, my God. Do you know what genuinely, genuinely scares me? I'm not scared, like, not gonna, not being a dick about it, but I'm not scared by a lot of things. But what does scare me is lots of bugs all at once, or really big bugs, and I don't know why. 
but that is like the major things I'm scared of. And yeah, anyone at home, anyone at home now, stop the podcast and make sure that you look at the image so you know what we're talking about. But could you imagine? They don't even look like they should be able to fly. They don't even look like I couldn't actually imagine because the the ones that you see tend to be dead on the pictures. Yeah, in people's hands to give you like a size comparison. But I couldn't imagine actually seeing one of them things fly past me. Like I would freak. I'd run. I would run. That's a, that's a good point. It looks like the flight it would be rough. Like it'd be like tipping. It's so freaking big. Yeah, <laughs> huge, oh. isn't it? Absolutely huge. It's it's genuinely scary as fuck. Like, they got like, fangs <laughs> on them too. Wow. Oh, just if I saw, I'd just cry. I think I just I'd just stand there. Uh, as my time is up, I guess I'm done. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, I've got a question for you. How many arms does an octopus have? Arms? Or legs. Uh, however, you, however you identify them. How, how many do they have? I'm going to guess like, I don't know, maybe like nine instead of eight or something. Like. I don't think okay. they have. They haven't got any arms, have they? Mm. Perhaps trying to be smart. Right. <laughs> They've got tentacles. They're they actually have six arms, Pats, and oh, okay. two legs. What? They have six arms and two legs. They do not have eight arms or eight legs. They have six arms and two legs. Oh, damn. How? <laughs> they got six arms and two legs. <laughs> so they only actually walk on two of them. The rest are used to grab stuff and for eating. Oh, that makes sense. Ugh. Yeah. Okay, oh, that. Six, so, oh, dude, if you had six arms, when you just when you're watching like the football or something, you want snacks and beers, just like <laughs> everything, dude, like all at once. Oh, that'd be so good. Crazy multitasking. Yeah. Do you know when you have to make two trips? I hate making two trips, so I often stack things ludicrously to oh, make yeah. one trip. So I would love having six arms, dude. I'd be carrying like oh. a kettle out, cup of tea. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I like to do when, I, when I'm in that situation I'll get my glass I'll fill up a drink and I'll get my glass and then I'll balance whatever ridiculous shit I'm trying to carry on top of my glass and then I've got the other hand free to hold stuff as well do you do that? Okay. Uh, no got... normally I get my laptop I put my mouse mat on top of my laptop over my keyboard and I stack everything on my laptop and I carry my laptop <laughs> I use it as like a little table dude I've got like, oh. I've got like sugar, my coffee I've got cups and stuff to bring it out here into the studio. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't trust myself with liquids over my laptop. To, I could not do that. Yeah, to be fair. To be fair. <laughs> <laughs> the octopuses are also crazy intelligent. So, so they can solve mazes. Um, they can solve puzzles. Um, there's one that is like a chameleon. It changes color. Um, octopuses are fascinating creatures. I love them. I love them. Yeah, and like cut cuttlefish are the same, right? So there's, uh, you must have heard the old uh, cuttlefish story of, uh, so you've got male and female cuttlefish and they're normally different sizes. So the male cuttlefish is normally quite a lot larger than a female cuttlefish, but some of the male cuttlefish are the same size as females. So what, the, what those cuttlefish do is they disguise themselves as female cuttlefish when a larger male cuttlefish is mating with a female and the one that disguises itself as a female will sneak in underneath the large male cuttlefish to steal the female. So it turns itself into a female and steals the other female from the larger male and mates with it underneath the larger... Oh, dude. It's, that uh, is 
insane. Oh my god! I saw it on a day. Amazing. I saw it on Blue Planet too. I think it it blew my mind. That's incredible, dude. Yeah, I love me some David Attenborough stuff. Do you guys watch David Attenborough documentaries over there? I know that he is the narrator for uh, Planet Earth, and I, I love like all the Planet Earths and all the nature documentaries on Netflix and Disney Plus. Yeah, man. So over here, he's the nation's granddad. Like he is a national hero. Like. I don't know. Like, I'm still thinking about doing a David Attenborough t-shirt. I, I've got a painting down here that I did of him. I don't know if it'll show up well on camera or not. Oh, yeah, I forgot you did a tattoo. Oh, that looks sick. I forgot you did a tattoo David Attenborough crying about the earth <laughs> yeah. dying. Yeah, he was crying about the earth dying. <laughs> but, yeah, um, uh, we we love David Attenborough over here. Literally, like he's national hero. Like it's 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 newsworthy every time he just speaks. It's almost it's almost <laughs> cult like, to be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's got the best. He's got the best voice in the world. Oh, <laughs> I know. Oh, for that sort of stuff, he's been doing it since like the fifties as well. Paps, hasn't does he? A, Paps does a pretty good Attenborough. Go on, Paps. I don't go. I, what you? Why are you putting me on the spot like this? <laughs> I know you've done it for me have before, I? man. I know, I know it's jokes, dude. Come on. And here we have the giant wasp <laughs> in his habitat, <laughs> looking at the female. That's, I, I, I mean, you put me. I wasn't prepared. I do, I I'd, love, I'd love to hear David Attenborough narrating like nights out. Oh, that'd be good. That oh, that'd be so. so I mean, good. like. Here we have the man in the void jeans <laughs> <laughs> trying to mate with the female. <laughs> and the celebrated male approaches the rather drunk female and he decides... Ah, here we go. The mating dance. <laughs> the mating dance of the human is often clumsy and normally filled with booze. <laughs> Are you a fight fan, Pat? Do you like the UFC or do you like boxing, mate? I um, I de- like I'm a I'm a huge uh, football or, or American football or whatever fan. Um, like I played football growing up, but like boxing and fighting, I, I respect the hell out of the people that do it because those are some of the toughest people on earth. But I actually I can't watch like UFC. I hate watching people like break each other's arms and stuff. Oh man! Like I, <laughs> like, I don't get me wrong. Like I, we're, we're I love. Those guys are monsters, but I just like something about the the sometimes you watch someone do like a submission hold and someone's like leg breaks or something. I just can't like respect it. But I, I stick with like I, I like football and basketball and all those sports. I don't watch. I do like I don't mind boxing as much, but uh, something about yeah. the UFC. I'm just like, ah, this guy's going to like, I don't know, <laughs> makes me makes me uncomfortable a little bit. I get that, dude. But but this fact is uh, Mike Tyson once offered a zoo attendant ten thousand dollars. To let him fight a gorilla. Oh my god, I, Jesus. I would love to see that fight. <laughs> I would love to see that fight too, brother. <laughs> I mean, I, my, my, Mike Tyson, my money's on Tyson for sure. Oh, uh, <laughs> I think that gorilla would tear him in half. I think Mike Tyson, <laughs> Mike Tyson <laughs> going there all confident, go for the uppercut, and just like the gorilla would catch his arm and tear it off, and then, and then we'd be in a world of pain. Can you imagine the weigh ins at Central Park Zoo. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that poor zoo attendant was probably like that's fucking tempting yeah. <laughs> i know right i get 10 grand but i i get to see mike tyson die like oh, it's just a... 
I, I, I think that's wild. That must have been from uh, Mike Tyson's crazy days. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Dude, I've heard that guy on Joe Rogan, man, like, fucking taking acid at the age of 12 and stuff. Like, he, he had some wild times when he was younger. Oh, my God. I can only imagine. Honestly. <laughs> Ridiculous. It's, his life story is crazy. It is, dude. It is absolutely wild. And um, a guy to be, like, the hardest man on the planet or one of the hardest men on the planet and to have the speech impediment that he does. But no one can give him shit because he will knock you the fuck out cold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> make, make fun of it in, in the safety of your own home. But if you ever meet the guy and he knows that you've done it, <laughs> watch out for your jaw because it will be off. <laughs> I, um, I, I wonder how hard a gorilla can punch. Oh, God. Like you, in do, realistic you don't want to know how hard a gorilla can punch, I think. I, I reckon a gorilla could... Uh, yeah, at least triple triple Mike Tyson's punch. But that like Yeah, I think so. Those sort of primates are just pure strength. Like not necessarily the muscle like the muscle density as well. Oh man. You see gorillas walking like oh. Yeah, when you see them see the gorilla programs and they're walking through and just tearing bits of the forest down and you're like Jesus Christ, they're doing that effortless effortlessly. I, that took me a long word, long time yeah, to say that word. I still can't <laughs> say it properly. Effortlessly. I still can't say it. I'm, I'm done with it. That word can fuck off. It's out. That's, too much, that's too much rum, dude. Out, Every time we do I'm this. taking it out of the dictionary. <laughs> Effortlessly. There we go. Got it. There you go. Took me three times. So is, is there any um, weird sort of mascots um, for Boston? Is there like, um, you know, like a cult reference that you guys have? Like a famous person from Boston that you reference? Um, let me think. Um, who is a weird Boston mascot or like person that I feel like, uh, I don't know, maybe like Sam Adams, like the, the, the beer company slash like founding father. Uh, that's a big yeah. one. Uh, I've tried like maybe the Celtics, like obviously Boston's like at, at once still is, is like super Irish, maybe something like that. I'm trying to think of, of our equivalent of like, uh, David, what's his last name again? David Adam Adam yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we have a national treasure on that level. I don't know a kit that I can think of off the top of my head, but some cool people from around here, but not anyone on his level. That guy's a legend, obviously. Yeah, well, um, we've got David Attenborough. You've got Sam Adams. But did you know that New Zealand has an official wizard? What? <laughs> no. Fuck off. They, they have, they have, their national treasure is the wizard. Fuck off. Perhaps I'm going to need you to look this one up. I'm not going to lie. New but. Zealand has a national treasure that is actually a wizard. Yep, there is an official wizard of New Zealand. <laughs> I don't even know what to search to get that, to be honest. <laughs> oh, I just found him. He's a New Zealand educator. There he is. The That's a great picture. Aren't you looking at the picture on the right on Google here? That's awesome. That, um, the wizard of New Zealand. Has he got a hat? Ian, yeah, Ian oh yeah. Brackenberry Chanel. <laughs> he's got a fragrance. Oh, dude, he's from uh, Framlingham College in Suffolk. Same school. No, we do. Same school Ed Sheeran went to. That's fucked up, dude. That's literally like not far from us. No. Like that's the next county along. That's not far. No, dude. That's crazy. Uh, that's where I went um, when uh, my friend who had his Range Rover in the um, Ed Sheeran music video, we did his photo shoot down at Framlingham Castle. The school was that's right amazing, dude. Yeah. Oh, sick. Crazy. 
But uh, yeah, so he um, he also went to rate. Uh, uh, he was in the Royal Air Force. He went to Australia, and then the wizard migrated to. In 1974, the wizard migrated to Christchurch in New Zealand. That. <laughs> so wearing his costume as a false prophet of the Church of England. Who is it? This is crazy. He played. He did go across oh there God. dressed in like bishop garms, and they went, "You're a wizard instead of a bishop," and he just ran with it. I, th- I've, I think I've read one of the best sentences I've ever just read. He confronted Telecom over the color of public telephone boxes, played for the local rugby team, and heckled Christian evangelist Ray Comfort. He evaded the compulsory census and performed rain dances in Canterbury, Auckland, and the Australian outback. <laughs> sounds like a dude. <laughs> Sounds like an absolute dude. What a life that this guy has lived. Honestly, just, is he actually dressed up as as a as a ju- wizard? He is called the wizard. He's just the wizard. Yeah. He definitely he based off the picture that I'm looking at. Like I don't know if you guys are seeing the same one. It's like the one where he's doing this. He definitely looks like he knows that he's he's the wizard of New Zealand. Like he's a, <laughs> he's a you know he he's lived yeah. to like see his own legend for sure. Yeah. Like. Oh, I swear! I've just got a photo of him um, with, oh, what's his name? Guy that played Gandalf. How do I forget his name? Uh, Ian, Ian McKellen. McKellen. There's a photo of him with Ian McKellen, and it kind of makes sense. Kind of looking at it and go, ah, oh, oh, there's there's Gandalf and the wizard. <laughs> mad. Can't believe there's a wizard. <laughs> The Wizard of New Zealand. I, I mean, I, I still have this picture of him turning up in like Church of England garms. Do you know no, what I mean? No, like, it's, like a it's bishop. similar. So imagine a bishop's garb, except it's black with the blue stripe instead of like the red, re- like white and red regal. Ah, uh, okay, it's okay, yeah, and yeah. Blue. And it's got gold stars it on it, and his name's Merlin. <laughs> I wish. Oh man, <laughs> Sword in the Stone, one of my favorite films. <laughs> Disney. Oh, what a great Disney film! That is. True story, bro. True story. <laughs> yeah, true story. In 2011, more than one in three divorce filings in the U.S. contained the word Facebook. Oh my god! In 2011. Wow. 2011. I wonder what it is now. That's jokes. That's, That's got jokes. To be more surely because like. Is social media healthy for relationships, Pat? No. That's a good question. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not, <laughs> according to that data. <laughs> people have a lot of insecurities just on the basis of being people, right? And yeah, I mean, that's it's not always a good thing. If you're with someone that's insecure and you're on social media, especially if you talk to other people. I mean, I don't speak to many women anyway, just because me and women don't normally get on. I don't know why. It's just they whine a lot. That's all. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, apparently though. So a study found a link between social media use and decreased marriage quality. Wow. Holy shit. But that's that's crazy. I I, I personally have had no issues from Facebook, which is funny because. All, all of my Facebook is models. <laughs> Luckily, not, I've got a missus. That's actually, really cool. Actually the same. Yeah, Jade doesn't really care. <laughs> mm. Luckily for me. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a missus that's very, very, um, very, very chill, very like-minded. 
Luckily Sorry, guys. I wonder what, I wonder what some of these occurrences... Yeah, you're all right, man. I wonder what some of these occurrences are. Do you know what I mean? Like, what happened? It's probably like, like he was messaging such and such on Facebook or he was yeah. looking at such and such on Facebook or she was speaking to such and such on Facebook. Like, You know, I listen to a lot of murder documentaries and a murder podcast, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. I find it really fascinating. You'd be very, very surprised how many of them stem from Facebook, MySpace, Snapchat. Oh, I bet. Oh, dude, it's unreal. So many people get murdered because of what they do on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually insane. I understand. Some, insane. some people are weak, man. Some people are weak and they they see that girl that's putting something, like got her titty half out and they're like, oh, man, she's got a titty out. I want to speak to her. And it's like... <laughs> Yeah. Social media is crazy, man. Uh, it's, Social media. It's, it's one of the best and worst creations that humans have ever done, I swear. Oh, for sure. For sure. It's so good for connecting people and being able to gather information and like that sort of stuff, but it is also optimized to the point where it sucks your soul away without you realizing. I like hate it, but also I spend like. I don't know, maybe probably like 70% of my day looking at our pages manager notice board and and because everything runs off of it, that's, you know, so... That's different to a lot of people though who end up just looking at their personal stuff and just ending up on a death scroll and just scrolling through Facebook for four hours at a time and... Yeah. For sure. Yeah, so last couple of facts and then we'll wind off here, guys. Yeah, but um, this one, this, I think this one's, this one's jokes. So... Uh, you, have you guys heard of the term doppelganger about there's always someone that looks like you? Yeah. 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 So how about this one for crazy? So Dolly Parton lost in a Dolly Parton lookalike contest she entered for a joke. Holy shit. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if the, if the judges like found out afterwards or like if they were informed that so there's a funny thing that Adele did over here. Have you have you heard of Adele, dude? The singer, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, okay. I didn't know if she broke for the US or not, but um, but yeah, um, basically she got put up in a little bit of prosthetics. She she didn't go in looking like Adele, obviously. She got put in a little bit of prosthetics, and it was before she lost all the weight. And um, she actually entered um a talent contest where it was just for Adele singers. So it was looking like Adele, singing like Adele, the best impersonation act. And um, she, 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 like, as soon as she started singing, everyone went wild because they knew straight away, like, she got broke. But just the idea of, like, would you not get pissed off if you lost your own lookalike contest? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd be pretty upset, I think. <laughs> I'd be pretty upset. Yeah, because you obviously would still get criticised on it as well. You'd be like, you don't quite look like her, you don't quite sing like her, like you're not quite the real deal, I can't... This this other person's much better. And you'd be... But I'm me. Like It's, it's me. But I, I'm the person. Come on, man. Yeah. It's me. What do you mean? And also, like, would you not be offended that you didn't get recognised at an event which is about you? Yeah. <laughs> it must be harder to recognize, like, say for the Dolly Parton example, it must be harder to recognize Dolly Parton at a Dolly Parton lookalike contest, though. She just it'd be like, Where's Wally, man? The most you would get would be, yeah. Oh my god, you look so much like her. I can't believe that. Oh, you sound like, her. oh my god, that is amazing. You better win, like, that. that's the most you would ever get. 
if you want yeah, to... be like, where's Wally or where's Waldo? It'd be, be like, spot Dolly. To be fair, if you ever want to be normal, if you're that famous, go to a lookalike contest about yourself. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> I, guess, I guess it would be kind of humbling to have someone beat you at something like that because they'd be like, wow, they worked really hard to like be <laughs> me, I guess. <laughs> I can't even imagine the situation, but it must have been crazy for her when that happened. I think she should get her number, though, because you know when you always want to get out of situations, you could always <laughs> ring up your, your your doppelganger and be like, yo, hey, do you fancy doing this thing for me? Like, it would be super sound. There's a gig next week. I really don't want to do it. It's a Texas. Yeah, just come on, man. It's fine. You come down. You do my gig for me. I'll give you the money. I just don't want to do it. I'm done. I'm done for the day. I want a week um, off. I watch... I, I've seen a few like live performances of Dolly Parton, and whenever she tells the story of Jolene, it makes me laugh because she always goes, "Thank you for fucking my husband." Basically, <laughs> like she's like, "Thank you for making me all of this money." <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jolene. Like, <laughs> I just think it's really nice. Like, she turned <laughs> such a shitty situation into like <laughs> her whole career. Is that I one see. song? Hey, that's the story of any great artist, man. Turn a tragedy into something yeah, yeah. that is aspirational <laughs> talking about art <laughs> here we go Whoop, segue i i regard this as an art i think cheerleading is an art do you think cheerleading is an art form absolutely yeah yeah it's big in america dude it's big in america but did you know that george w bush was once a cheerleader no did not know that, no. <laughs> no, did not know that. <laughs> please tell me there's photos of this <laughs> I want to see George W. Bush on top of the pyramid, like <laughs> just an eagle on his chest, on his shoulder. Like, <laughs> oh my I did not expect that. That is insane. There is photos. He isn't a human. He's not at the top of the human pyramid, but he's in the pyramid somewhere. It's hard to tell because I've only ever really seen him as uh, when he was the president, when he was quite old, obviously. I've just spotted this. So check this out, Pat. So in 1963. He attended Phillips Academy in Andover, Massachusetts. Oh, I know where that is. No shit. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he was photographed wearing a short skirt and false breasts stuffed down his sweater to, to cheer on his school's team. Wow. Very interesting. Didn't expect that out of... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's George a side of the right? Lots of bad Not press. at all. Man, the more you know, huh? <laughs> that's insane, dude. That's insane. Can't believe it, dude. You, that's one thing I would not expect from George Bush is to uh, be dressed like a female cheerleader. He should have done it in, in a, um, at his inauguration, right? Oh, definitely. Ah, oh, the respect <laughs> we got. Oh my god, I won. Maybe not. I from, won. He probably not maybe not from the Republicans, but everyone else would have loved it. <laughs> Some stars and stripes, pom poms, dude. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. <laughs> that that, uh, that election that he won was actually I don't remember I was younger when it happened but when he won that election in 2000 that was crazy with all like the uh, the recounts and stuff there was a bunch of like voting issues over here and I remember like the state of Florida had to do a recount like a million times because their polling system was like broken oh was, listened, that, was that the hanging chad situation was that the hanging chads yeah, yep because yeah, yeah, yeah. the different like talking about like different counties and different parts of Florida handled their voting differently and they had to recount. But I think to connect it back to him being a cheerleader, that 
the end of that, uh, that would have been a great way to end that election is if he just busted out the, the cheerleading at oh, his inauguration. <laughs> imagine that he comes out in like his cheerleading uniform, full cheerleading squad, and just like giving it the big one for the USA. That would have been great. I would have respected it for sure. I think everyone would like you, SA, you, you, SA. Like, oh, it would have been so good. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've got time for one more here. Go on then, one more, and then we will. And, and this, is the, this is another B fact to round this off because I feel like this has been a theme of this show. Why is it we're using the bees today, is... man? Loving the bees. I, I, I don't know, dude. I'm scrolling through and I'm just. The B facts are just a. Just they're just popping out at me, they're man. Just they're just, they're they're just flying just, out. Yeah, man. So honeybees like to get drunk on fermented tree sap. I didn't even know tree sap could ferment. I neither did I, man. We need to be making some tree sap beer. That's that's a market untapped, man. That would blow up on Instagram. <laughs> Honeybees that get drunk on fermented tree sap are denied access to the hive and are often attacked by the sober bees. <laughs> Jesus, get out, man. you're drunk. <laughs> get the fuck out of here, you're drunk. I just want a buzz, man. I just want a little buzz. Leave me alone. <laughs> I feel like the biggest thing I've taken away from this fun facts part of this uh, podcast is that some of these animals are like catching up to us in like <laughs> intellect. <laughs> like it's not, it's not going to be too long until we're like not top of the food chain anymore. It's not going to be like too that, long until you're sharing like pints with bees. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> like that South Park episode where Cartman freezes himself uh, to to try and get to the oh, release of the Nintendo Wii the day. Do you remember? Oh, and then yeah, the beavers dude. take over and the then, world, and no, then the, the beavers. The otters, dude. Oh, the otters, otters. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. And they run the world, and they're like, "We're gonna break it on our bellies." <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Something like that is happening soon, and I, I'm gonna put my money on the bees. Oh wait, wait. <laughs> future and they're just bees <laughs> giant human bees do you want... the honeybees is is a fact just off the, <laughs> off the back of this fact that i found the honeybees kills more people around the world each year than all the poisonous steaks in the world put together wow so honeybees kill more people than poisonous snakes so they're getting pissed and killing people yeah Suddenly, suddenly, I, I've turned my opinion of bees. I, I was like all for it. I, I hear them attacking old ladies. I hear them murdering bees. They're drunk. <laughs> and <laughs> the delinquents. 2% of the honeybee hive population are undertakers, and their sole responsibility is to remove dead bees from the hive. Man. Oh, God. It's insane how organized they are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to feed the Barry the Bee in HR. I've got to complain. Imagine, <laughs> imagine being part of a society where 2% are needed to be undertakers to get rid of the dead ones. There must be a high, high life turnover there. Yeah, dude. Ridiculous. <laughs> That's insane. But there we go. That, that, that was pretty crazy. I, I learned a lot about bees today, Nathan. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome you're welcome it's just because we're sweet over here at the cardinal young cardinals podcast <laughs> uh this has been a good one lads um we've enjoyed having you on just to round out the show here just make sure you shout out all your socials and uh where people can find you pat oh absolutely guys yeah um so at driveways bands on instagram on twitter um 
I don't think I've ever been on our Facebook, but I'm pretty sure that that's where we're at on Facebook as well mm. as at Driveways Band. If you want to check us out on Spotify, or Apple Music, or any streaming service, just look up Driveways, um, and you'll find us. Keep keep your eye on social media for. I think we're trying to do some new uh, some new vinyl, uh, a reprint of October Forever, and maybe our, our older album Night Terrors at some point over the summer. Um, new music soon, like I was saying earlier, and uh, yeah, just keep an eye out for all that and appreciate it. Amazing. Amazing, dude. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on. Um, It's been awesome meeting you as well. Um, And I hope all the best for things to come. Yeah, definitely. Same to you guys. You guys are killing it. It was awesome to chill, talk about bees. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Honestly, though, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. It was great to meet you guys and to hang out. Thank you, Pat. And uh, for anyone listening, all those links that Pat just said, they'll be below in the description on the podcast. So if you want to just slide on through, hit one of those links and they'll take you to where you need to go. Uh, yeah, amazing. Thank you very much, Pat. Uh, Cheers. Remember, everyone, stay positive. PMA, PMA, you can do it. Put your mind to it. Keep going, keep going, push through, enjoy it, live your dream, and just keep keep doing it. And we'll see you later.